0: Go ahead and talk. Mm -hmm. Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. (laughs) Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast.
1: com. com.
2: Welcome to another fantastic edition of Word Bros. I'm Kevin Cuff. Hi, Kevin Cuff. I'm Bob France. It's nice Hi, to John see Frank. you, Kevin. It's good to see you. I haven't seen you in like two weeks.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And my camera's been broken too on my other computer, so now the camera works, and now you can see my handsome face.
2: I know it's fantastic. You got a, a brand new camera, like mine's a little cloudy compared to yours, a little grainy. But I don't look know. at you—you're in like you're in like HD and shit, and I'm like in 1993. Or yeah, but you don't need you don't need HD to be good looking, baby. Oh, you're the sweetest. You know hey. who else is the sweetest? Uh, Guy was a good Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how we always tell each other how good our I mean, are. That was a good segue. <laughs> um, I, I think Grant. Grant? Grant Stoy.
0: Yes. Story, huh? Grant Stoy, Stoy is me. coming on the podcast. Today we talk to Grant about all kinds of things. It's a really fun episode. Um, We talk to Grant about all kinds of stuff. Five of side quests that he's promoting. We have him on. We're really excited to talk to him. But you're going to be excited to listen to it because Grant gives good podcast.
2: He does. It's a great interview. So and- Listen. Now,
0: I'm talking to Grant. Grant, how do you pronounce your last name again? It's like the word toys,
1: but you just move the S to the front and it's Stoy.
0: You could have just said it's like Stoy, and I would have been, it'd have been a lot easier to get that. Grant Stoy is here. He's, per, <laughs> he's promoting his Kickstarter side quest. This is the fifth one, right? Yeah, man. That's impressive, man. That's really impressive. I'm very happy for you. You've got a couple days left. We wanted to try to squeeze you on so we can try to get you over that line, dude. Ringo nominated. We wanted to help <laughs> out a fellow Ringo nominee. Yeah, that, that was,
1: that was wacky too, man. Uh, I, I really liked their book, but I didn't think it was going to get like a full on nomination. I imagine this is how you and Kevin felt, uh, when you got your nomination. Very much so.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, there is like a sense of, I can tell you that the first thing that happened was, yeah, I thought it was a mistake. I was like, there's no way. Uh, I thought it was a practical joke. Like people yeah. are just fucking with us. And then once it kind of settled, it, it was like, well, there's no way we're going to win, right? Because there's all these other talented people there, you know? How did, how do you, how did you take it all?
1: Uh, I remember uh, it was before my kids got home from school, so I swore out loud real big. Oh, good, uh, good, good, good. <laughs> good. And then, yeah, it's just like, it's so weird to look at who you're up against. like, we're up against uh, like Spike Trotman's uh, imprint. Yeah, yeah, uh, Iron yeah, Circus. Yeah, yeah and then we we're up against like, the dc pride <laughs> anthology and it's like oh man
0: this I don't, i'm glad to be here man i'm glad to be here that's all you can really do right <laughs> like are you go now are you going to the show like are you going to baltimore to be a part of the madness
1: we're, we're trying to make it happen it's going to be real awkward uh because that my wife is the dean of students at a boarding school over here oh wow so, yeah that's their parents weekend though so it's like the one uh, weekend where she can't do anything okay uh so you're so,
0: so hang on so your wife is the dean of students at a boarding school that sounds like a like a christopher columbus film or something right how does that work like she's the serious one and you're the the wacky comic book guy right like that's that's a, that's an nbc sitcom from like 1992 it's kind of fun. she always described our relationship as she's hillary
1: clinton and i'm bill clinton uh, because You, you <laughs> she like, like getting head from interns? Yeah, just walking around to, to my staff, just getting <laughs> what I can And I play the sax when we're done Oh, that's fun so that's It fun. makes everything good Yeah,
0: that's awesome
1: But yeah, we're, we're trying to find someone to watch the kids because I would love to go and I'd love to meet people but, man, I'll tell you, after looking at all the pictures of New York Comic Con and how no one's wearing masks like, that freaked me out
0: yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah. I will say Baltimore was really good about it last year. Like, I don't know what their policy moving forward is, but they were they were giving tests, they were giving vaccinations too, I believe. Oh, like wow. they I think they were going all out. Like it was pretty impressive what they were doing last year, so I was pretty I was pretty pumped up about it. Um but yeah, I don't know, man. There was one show that I went to where I was wearing a mask. And I was like, I don't know if this is helping generate any sales. So I took the mask off and people started to come over. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I I look at it too. Like I'm behind a table, so I'm a little safer. Oh, that makes sense.
1: You know? Yeah. I'm My my dumb brain. I haven't had COVID yet. So I'm like, I got to keep the streak going at this point. So everything makes me nervous. Okay. I could see that. That makes sense. It makes sense.
0: So um so tell us about the uh the Kickstarter, man. Tell us about Side Quest five bro. Yeah, it is uh like a Dungeons and
1: Dragons inspired book. Uh and I I always like playing D with a bunch of like-minded people where it's you have a common goal, but getting there is not like a straight line. Everything's gonna go wild, everything's everyone's gonna make weird choices. And I kinda wanted to see if I could find a way to incorporate that with elements of escapism and and grown-up problems and stuff while still being fun to read and yeah thank god that uh everyone who's working on the book with me said yes because if not it would not be good
0: (laughs) (laughs) now why do you say that that's so what is that the way you just feel in general about your work or just oh yeah that's, uh,
1: I would say that anything I've ever done, you included, is a product of everyone that has come along on the ride. And isn't it? That, that's just kind of, I feel, not just me, but almost writers in general. Like, you know, your, your, your work exponentially gets better the, the better people you have around you.
0: No, that makes sense. But, I mean, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I deal with, and it sounds like you like a little bit of imposter syndrome, do you do you do uh, you I with just a little bit of that? i call that
1: regular. I call okay. that regular feelings, man. That's
0: just your That's just your everyday setting. Like that's just your <laughs> yes. That's your baseline.
1: Yeah, baseline's just imposter syndrome. And uh I think that's my fault for for choosing to work with such amazing artists. That's okay. <laughs> it's like, man, I wish I could Ed Brubaker this thing a little bit better, and then you'd have more stuff to do, but I'm sorry. Here's here's another page.
0: Well, I mean, you gotta you have to look at, because these talented artists that you work with, um, the people on SideQuest, for example, who's the artist of SideQuests?
1: Uh, Alara Roscoe is doing the line work, and Martina Bonani is doing the the colors. Okay. And, like, combined, they keep keep getting better every book. Okay. So I'm kind of looking at this as, like, the last time they'll get to work with me before they get moved on to, like, bigger publisher things.
0: But the thing is, though, right, like, I, I struggle with some of this too. Uh, some of the times I just like to get out of the way mm-hmm. and just let them kind of do their thing. But I mean, you have to be good enough to attract a certain, a certain range of artists. So if your work was totally shit, like people wouldn't want to work with you because you'd be shit. Fair right? point. So- but I'm, I'm also incredibly handsome. And I think I, I mean I'd say that's being incredibly <laughs> fucking nice to yourself. <laughs> I mean, you're a decent looking guy. I mean, you're a you're six and a half, right? I'd say I'm a solid five. Five and a half. I give uh... me a six. I like the glasses. <laughs> but the fun part is we just, we kind of look like each other just in different stages of male pattern baldness. That's all. Like you're a little further along than I am.
1: I was gonna say we look like before and after pictures for diet pills, yeah, or or <laughs> hair restoration. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what I've lost in hair, I've made up in weight, and I, I think mean, that's, a, that's a pretty good trade. Yeah, I mean,
0: my weight fluctuates a lot. Like I can <laughs> I can gain and lose 15 pounds like that. Like it's oh just gosh. I'll lose it, I'll gain it, I'll lose it, I'll gain it. So I'm just I have like a middle, like I'm a I'm like a boxer, you know what I mean? Like I can <laughs> I gotta cut weight for this fucking christmas party
1: uh i'm good as long as i'm not like there's not too many snacks in the house because i'm a, like an all-day grazer uh-huh if god forbid someone buys us like cookies or gives us a pie yeah i'm like i'm sorry guys i'm gonna eat this while you're away this is just how <laughs> it's gonna
0: happen so so you don't work outside of the home
1: uh i do some stuff with the the school that my wife works at uh like i do proctoring uh i'll be doing what does that mean what does proctoring mean oh it's so fun i i give children tests Ah. then i make sure they take them okay uh and then i also i'm gonna be doing some sub work and because uh, i have restaurant experience i offered to help them in the dining hall too oh that's nice like uh thursday morning unloading the truck it sounds weird, but I love that shit. When I worked at restaurants, I always wanted to be the prep guy. So okay. I'm like Taking the orders and just, you know, mindlessly rearranging everything.
0: There's something, there's something peaceful about that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I also
1: like, do, like doing laundry. And back in the day, I used to love sorting
0: all my baseball cards and stuff. I could see that. I used to like doing that too. I like, I like doing laundry up until it comes to folding laundry. Oh no! Like I, I hate I, I hate folding laundry. Really? I, I suck at it. <laughs> like it's just a skill. It's a skill I've never developed. I like folding laundry. I just hate putting it away. It drives me insane. Okay, so yeah, it's weird that there are different stages to laundry <laughs> that everyone doesn't enjoy. Some people just don't like doing it at all. But like, I just don't like folding stuff. Oh man, there's something
1: zen about folding.
0: Where it's like, but then why don't you just put it away? Because that's the that, then you're done. Uh... Well, here. Okay, so uh, I love that reaction. That you you turned instantly into an eight year old kid. Uh... Like my son and I, we have
1: shirt drawer, pants drawer, underwear and sock drawer. Okay. Simple. Uh, my daughter has like this is my sweatpants drawer. This is like my quarter sleeve shirt drawer. Mm -hmm. This is where. And my wife's even worse because she has like. Did you know there's a difference between tank tops and sleeveless shirts i did not now you do and they all have a place and i don't know where those places
0: are well so is, that- is it is the tank top is the is the thinner the thinner part up top i guess where the sleeve yeah. would be so like yeah yeah, yeah. So i guess i i guess i did know that because a, slee- a sleeveless shirt just doesn't have sleeves a tank top has like the strap like andre the giant would wear but two of them <laughs> right like
1: a like his little singlet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I guess it'd be a large singlet. Yeah. You know she she has like they they're like fat tank tops. They're not like sweet cut off party time yeah. shirts. Yeah. If, if they were sweet cut off party time shirts, and yeah, I'll put those away gladly. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I I can feel you on that. I let my wife put away her clothes because her drawers are a lot more organized than mine are. Yes. Like oh she's got goodness. like socks and under and like I'll just oh this is where all the shirts go like well. The the your sleepy shirts and I was like no all of them they'll just go in there they'll come the ones I need will rise to the top eventually and I, how it's does awesome. your like how did my wife likes to like she doesn't like to lay her clothes on top of each other because she can't see everything so she likes to like kind of stack it like what like up yeah she stacks her laundry up so like she puts in t-shirts in a drawer and they're they're propped up against each other and to the back so she like can a see filing cabinet. Yeah, because if they're down, which makes sense. Because yeah. if if they're flat, then you can't see them all. But my whole thing is, if they're filed like that, when you take one, it's a house of cards. It all just flops onto each other. Oh yeah,
1: like I I'm a stacker, and then whenever I want to wear a specific shirt, like I'll rummage around like a bear in a garbage can. Like I'm gonna find what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, it's in there <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, yeah, as long as it's not doesn't end up on the floor, I'm fine. There you go. You can tell that we're both stay-at-home
0: dads because we're having <laughs> a stay-at-home dad chat right now. What's the deal with kids? So so, but the thing is what I was gonna the original point I was gonna make is during the pandemic, when I wasn't working, I ate like shit all the time Ooh. because it was just like, Oh, cool, I'm bored. Oh, cool, I'm in the kitchen again. Oh, cool, I'm doing this. I eat better when I'm working because I too work at my kids' school. I work at my son's school. My daughter left, she's in junior high in high school now, but I work right at the I work at the elementary, you say that, I work at the elementary school that my son goes to and I eat much healthier during the school week, school day than I do during the summer. It's easier for me to lose weight in the, during the school year because I'm eating like carrots and shit. Like I can be mindful of what I'm eating, but when I'm home, I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to eat this whole box of family size cheese. It's <laughs> like, fuck yeah, dude, like let's get it going. Do you ever get those, like,
1: when you're doing grocery shopping, because, you know, stay-at-home dad things, uh, and you see the the bag of M&Ms at the checkout counter, and they're, like, shareable size? And you're yeah. like, I'm no, not not that.
0: That. I'm not sharing that. me. That yeah, that ain't getting shared. But see, I did do, I did a good job stepping away from sugar for a while. So um, I'm, I'm kind of falling back into it. Uh, But it's not as bad as I was. But I went for almost like six months without eating foods with added sugar. And that's how I lost like 15 pounds. Like I just didn't, I ate sugar-free bread. I didn't eat jelly. Like I stopped a bunch of stuff and I lost a bunch of weight, which was cool. But now it's like, I want to have a granola bar every once in a while. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm trying to find small, I'm trying to small doses of it if that makes oh, sense. Oh no, yeah, yeah it does.
1: I've, uh recently a couple of months ago my doctor was like, "Hey man, uh you got you got fat liver, my my friend. Uh you need to <laughs> you need to stop eating like crap and do stuff." And I was like, "Okay." So I've been looking at cal- caloric intake and stuff like that and uh thankfully that stuff's getting better. Uh the visible results aren't there, but just being mindful of what you're shoving into your gob is yeah. Man, it's weird to finally be like alert to that.
0: Now, how did you get a fatty liver? How did that happen?
1: Uh, Because I ate like shit and I was pretty sedentary if I wasn't walking my dogs. Okay. At home, um, it's just maybe going up and down the stairs to do laundry, like maybe walking around to clean the floors and that stuff. But uh-huh, wasn't that much. And yeah, like you said, if there's snacks around, and no one else is gonna stop you. It's just just my eyes roll back like a shark and it's feeding frenzy. Time.
0: <laughs> so but like I don't understand how your liver got fat. Like, how does your liver gain fat? Like I don't that's the thing. That's the thing I'm starting. I don't understand. I can understand how your midsection could gain fat and <laughs> how your heart could get clogged and stuff like that. I don't understand the liver fatness of it. I would assume that would be like well, I guess it's a filter. You explain it. I still don't quite understand what's okay. going on. Because uh, I've been treating my body like a garbage
1: can since I was 18. <laughs> I think now that I'm over 40, the body's like, well, this is just going to happen now. And you can't stop it. Okay. I mean, you could stop it if you didn't eat like garbage. But but it's hard because it's, so, <laughs> it's so easy. It's so easy, especially when like uh, we live in a, a, a town where things are within walking distance. And that's awesome. But on the downside, there's a little pizza place around the corner that sells it by the slice. And oh, if my slide, kids and I, I are not doing anything, we're just best. like, "You want to go get some pizza?" <laughs> then walk to the library and sit. And we are like, "Yeah."
0: Now, don't you feel though, as a parent, you're setting a bad example for your parent by for your kids by treating your body this way, like they're going to grow up and learn how to do that? I, the,
1: well, it's a "Do as I say, not as I do" scenario. Okay. I'm like, you guys have to eat. You're getting one piece of fruit in your snack. You got to eat a vegetable for dinner and lunch. You got to, can't have that cake, my dude. <laughs> that's my cake. It's my cake. I'm waiting till you're asleep.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the way to do it. So you do, you guys would do that too. Like your kids would go to bed <laughs> and you just, you and your wife just eat a shit ton of ice cream while they're sleeping. Oh my gosh. No,
1: my wife is in great shape. Uh, well, she, that's good. She's a vegetarian. She likes being healthy.
2: That's right? cool. So
0: like, what happened with you? Like, how come it doesn't rub off? Uh, I think, uh, I don't know, man.
1: (laughs) I wish I had something profound to say, Uh but I don't know. I'm just such a a slug. I think slug is the the right terminology.
0: You're really not doing a great job selling yourself at all. Like you're, you're like a fail. Your baseline is imposter syndrome. You're a big, fat, fatty livered slug. Like you're just not, you're not doing well here at all.
1: I, I don't know how I'm still kicking to, to be honest with you.
0: <laughs> well, I will say I'm glad that you are because you have <laughs> you have a young you have a young family and a headmaster wife that need taken care of, you
1: know? Yeah, I gotta I gotta keep uh Professor McGonagall going. <laughs> She's running that household. That's
0: awesome. So yeah, but so it's just like it sounds like it sounds like you need a lot of help.
1: Oh yeah, uh, I'm like Richard Lewis, but not Jewish and and young and fat. Okay. Just constantly, oh, this is horrible. This, this is going my with.
0: Well. But the thing is, looking at you, because again, I have a newscaster's view of you here on Zoom. Like you just must really have like big wide hips and a fat ass and like big cankles, because oh, yeah. your torso doesn't <laughs> look too fat,
1: right? Like, I think, I think
0: uh ha- i i have
1: been a fat child so okay. this is kind of like fat adult but i was a fat child and i think my body adapted to uh how to function with just garbage because my okay. vices are very few i'll maybe have like odd drink a week uh maybe some edibles if the time calls
0: but like otherwise like just crappy food is my thing That's i don't cool. really i don't really do too much too much bad stuff. So, like, how do the edibles work? I don't understand that because I'm lame and old. Like, what does that do? Because, like, my wife got some for her anxiety and she... She doesn't really take it. And she says when she does, she takes like a quarter of a, of one. And she says, it's not what she feels. It's what she doesn't feel. But she said, I imagine if you ate like a whole one, it would feel, she said, you'd probably just get tired, but I don't understand how it works. Oh yeah. Well, there's, there's a lot of
1: different types that will have different functions.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: And I, I have anxiety and depression and all sorts of like wonderful things. Okay. Uh, And I found that there's specific types of edibles or strains if you're a smoker that you can. A midnight toker, bro. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but just different stuff that, uh, that helps you in different facets. Like I like the, the, the kind of uh, edibles that will just kind of give you a nice mellow. And it's nice not to have your body feel like a clenched fist uh-huh.
0: for a change. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't really deal like. First off, I don't deal with a lot of anxiety. I When I do, it's very it's very sudden and it's situational. Like yeah. I'll say, like, my anxiety will be like, oh my God, I said something to somebody and they're going to be real mad at me and they're going to hate me forever, but that'll pass. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. my, my wife has like a, a, and so does my daughter to some extent. They have like a base, like a steady anxiety level. You know, so I don't understand how that works. So I guess I don't understand how, how cause you said like a clenched fist all the time. I'm always yeah. kind of like fucking loosey goosey, like let shit slide kind of, we'll figure it all out kind of thing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh, I have been a high-strung person since I've been a child. Oh,
1: okay. It's yeah. So that's probably where the, the fat came from. It was just like, well, it's time to eat feelings. Uh, <laughs> but I think, I don't know. Uh I, every once in a while I'm able to push it to the the background of my head uh, that's why like the medication and and therapy and stuff like that is, okay. is, is good for it. but yeah it's just weird uh, cuz we're living looking outside and reading the news in a in a world worldwide hellscape.
0: yeah uh, yeah yeah
1: so trying to tune that stuff out uh especially when you got kids yeah that's tough
0: so then how do you you said you go to therapy you take medication but how do you how do you shut all that stuff out? Because you said yourself, like, we live in a hellscape. Like, how do you manage to kind of cut that off? Or do you, do you ever?
1: Um, to an extent, uh, it's always kind of there. Okay. But if I've, that's why I really am a, a strong proponent of the arts. Like, I've worked at an arts camp for uh, almost 15 years now, like on oh, of wow. and off. That's cool uh and i've worked with an npr affiliate a couple times and like i think that the arts are important because they help to just kind of quell that innate fear that's so prevalent in this society and that's why i get really pissy uh with stuff like cutting funding to schools like for art programs yeah yeah just just in general people poo-pooing art in favor of just i don't know Constant Wait. war. <laughs> yeah, constant war, or just uh, that one tweet from God knows how long ago, uh, where the guy was like, If your friends talk about like movies and food instead of how much you make, and like they're not really good friends. I remember reading that, and it's just, it doesn't make sense to me. Why art is the expression of life? I don't know why people don't like it.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I feel like I always feel like I'm more happy and kind of complete when i when i'm creating stuff yeah. like if i'm working on projects or you know just just making things happen you know comics and whatnot it makes it makes my life more enjoyable oh yeah yeah and,
1: uh we recently got our library card so i've been hitting up our library a lot noise oh my gosh i love not paying for books how, how, very-
0: how great is the life ah, you say that though but my late fees i could buy the books that i have oh, no. so it's like as, for me it's a wash like my wife is like why do you buy books just go to the libraries because i never fucking returned them on time so oh. i end up, you know i end up paying for that copy of fucking day trippers four times <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's, not, it's not worth it i'll just buy the damn thing well
1: again that's why uh, like we're super lucky to be where we are because it's just down the street from us it's like oh no i live right down the street as well oh, no. i just
0: yeah i just don't <laughs> ever return anything that's awful That's oh. pretty bad
2: it's pretty pretty bad
1: yeah i i, I read a lot of comics and uh I, I find that writing and even better like bouncing ideas off people with projects is i don't know it's really cathartic it really helps it does so what are you reading now that you're really enjoying Oh man! Uh, so I just finished. Actually, I Actually, have my pile of books I put on my desk, so I remember to take them in. Um, I just polished off. We only find them when they're dead. Volume one. That is uh,
0: us. Who who did that one? That's uh, Al Ewing. And that's right. That's Monterey the space Brown. book. The space yeah. book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I finally read Lady Killer by Joelle Jones. Ah. Uh, come on man
0: you gotta credit the whole fucking team bro and jamie rich
1: (laughs) and then i got snow glass apples
0: by neil gaiman and colleen duran okay i've never even heard of that dude it is oh my gosh do you want to hear a secret i'm not really i'm not really a big neil gaiman guy well you know what Nah, 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 nah not my thing it, takes, it takes.
1: All kinds of people, man.
0: I feel like I feel like I'm too dumb to read Neil Gaiman, <laughs> and the one Neil Gaiman book I really want to read is How to Talk to Girls at Parties, because because uh, Gabe, it's um, it's him and Ba and what's his face, right? I don't, I've never heard of this. What is this? And Neil Gaiman did a book with Gabriel Ba and. The other guy who wore they when Fabio oh, Moon, Moon, yeah, yeah, Moon and by it's Moon Ba and and It's called How to Talk to Girls at Parties, and it looks fantastic. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I, and I that's like- and and everything by Neil Gaiman I've ever seen. I'm like, yeah, it looks okay. Here, I'll share my screen with you here. <laughs> and everything by Gaiman I see, it's like I'm just too dumb for that. Like I'm just not smart. Oh
1: no. I'm so. barely literate. So if I can <laughs> get stuff that you can too. Uh, I really recommend the uh, Snow Glass Apple stuff. It's a a different telling of the Snow White story. Okay. And I'm not even gonna tell you too much about it because it's such a weird twist on it.
0: See, this, this is out? it's called How to Talk to Girls at Parties. It looks like a lot of fun. Like here. Let me get the images. And I love, I mean, I love Moon and Ba, like they're fucking great artists. So, I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't be awesome, but I mean, look at that. It looks great. Yeah. Yeah. So how to talk to girls at parties. It's like a short story that they did together. And I really want to read that. Oh, I love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Fen. I mean, Moon and Ba are are wonderful. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that again, that's the only Neil Gaiman that I'm interested in because it's not about like fucking norse gods and shit that i don't know anything about that i don't really give two fucks about if i'm being honest like the worst if i'm being 100 percent with you and the audience and everybody if i meet like a like a like a writer who wants to write like yeah dude i got this pitch you want to hear it like because i love to hear ideas much like you yeah. know, i love to hear people's ideas cool tell me what your idea it's about an angel, and I was like, "I'm out. Like I don't give a fuck. I'm like I'm fucking done. I don't give a shit." It's about an angel falls to heaven from falls from heaven and gets is on earth. i like, I don't give a fuck. Like I'm done. So no, no,
1: no supernatural mythology or anything like
0: that. Supernatural is one thing, but like the the deity on earth, Debbie God kind of nah son it just doesn't it just doesn't do it for me i don't know why like i just i it's just not my thing
1: oh that's wild
0: yeah like i saw i saw dogma back in the 90s oh my gosh and i and i enjoyed dogma and i was like okay that's i'm good right like that's it it's got buddy christ what more could you want yeah yeah right
1: <laughs> oh no i am a sucker for that stuff and <laughs> sort of like folklore or mythology i'm like just
0: i know i no, think i get the folklore and i love again like the D stuff like that kind of vibe i dig that like gods and and you need all those things yes but when someone is telling me like the main character is about a fallen angel or some shit like that i'm like yeah i just don't care yeah uh, i don't fucking- it's, know it's about a god who lost his place in the cosmos and um, I got a, I got a pitch for you. Okay, let me hear, let me hear it, Grant. What is it? Oh, this is a uh,
1: Balder, He's one of the, <laughs> the Norse gods. Okay, he, uh, he works at a grocery store now, <laughs> and the thing is, he only talks to people who are religious, and he tries to convert them to Norse mythology.
0: I mean, I could, I mean, that might be fun in a fun way. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, but if you're, that's like, about an angel. <laughs> that's the first. Those are the first words out of your mouth. Like, I don't even. I don't know. I got time
1: for your angels. Um, not, what do
0: you think about like the biblically
1: accurate angels, though? The ones like wings and eyes.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, it's. Uh, I'm not into the Bible. I don't really. I don't. I don't subscribe to that. Like, if if that's your thing, cool. I don't. I've never read it, so I don't know either. Much to the chagrin of my mother, like I've never read the Bible.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's pretty dense book, dude. It's pretty
0: dense. Uh, but I just love it, and, and, and I know how it ends, so it's like the <laughs> ending's been spoiled for me. So it's like I'm I'm good. And like the middle just drags. Oh boy. Who <laughs> <laughs> Habakkuk, Zephaniah and Haggai? No thanks. See, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about right now. Like oh, I no, honestly, no. oh,
1: I went to a private christian school k through 12. ah okay i could sing you the books of the old testament right really? now. really <laughs> very much so
0: well the old testament and the new testament are very different different books right oh yeah yeah yeah
1: because uh, yeah. one of them is uh you better you better do the god stuff or else <laughs> and the, the new one's like you should do the god stuff and also love people
0: and that's pretty good yeah, but it's fun, though, because I just I've read two books recently. One was called Jesus and John Wayne, which was really good about like the the toughening up of the Jesus image and like the the rise of like Christian nationalism. You know what I mean? Oh, kind gosh. of that like because I was fa- I'm fascinated by like the the republican gun-toting christian like that's a fascinating and i wanted to learn how that started so this book was really informative and very fun and so they were talking about like mma jesus and all that shit which i (laughs) found just fucking hilarious um so i read that and i also read a book called um what was it called um zealot which was um which was about comparing historical jesus of nazareth to jesus christ and how that kind of oh wow it was really it was really kind of fascinating um i would i would recommend it they were both very good reads um but but yeah. yeah so it was interesting just to hear about how like how how christianity has kind of shifted away from like love thy neighbor and all that shit it's like no nah, man jesus was a fucking warrior dude who's fucking up he's a badass it's like what like, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. it doesn't it. but there's a group of like you could see them oh that like God. they love jesus and guns and shit you know and they want to fucking kick out brown people and fuck you know that guy's <laughs> that guy's hungry fuck him you know what i mean my, my white american jesus hates those
2: guys yeah exactly
1: Uh, oh yeah it's it's pretty sad when people or those groups have morphed uh christ into something yeah so bizarre like (laughs) antithetical to everything that like jesus talked about
0: so let's talk about, uh, uh, we tried to get on sidekicks, but we got. I'm sorry. But though it's happened like much like a D&D quest, uh. we, we, we had our goal in mind to slay the dragon, but we got sidetracked by the cute barmaid and now we're talking to her and she's got a brother who sucks so we're trying to (laughs) help her out there You what i mean she's got a pitch about angel yeah you know so so tell us about the book man how it's on kickstarter now how long do you have how How much how much do you need what's going on we got until tuesday uh we need a
1: couple thousand dollars which would be awesome uh and yeah it's man Two, two or so years ago when I first started this, I wish someone would have said doing single issues is really hard. Uh-huh. Because uh, <laughs> it has been really, really hard. So I have immense respect for anyone that can do single issues on Kickstarter. Now, now what's so difficult about it? Well, it's like everyone is more... Uh, larger groups are more interested in the complete story. Okay uh so graphic novels are like one complete thing that someone can pick up and put down and have like digest the whole story mm-hmm. uh and even monthlies to an extent when you've got a publisher behind you're a lot easier because you know that when the next one's coming out and it's worth yeah yeah out. yeah but like kickstarting these things we don't know how much time is going to be in between these things because Alaire and her husband tobin who also works on the book They've got their own webcomic that they i have been working ah, okay. on for years, and it's tough to do that. And, like, Martina in Italy, she is going through, like, moving to different houses and stuff like that.
0: Ah, okay. uh, She
1: has her own projects over there, and it's, it's
0: man, it's tough. Interesting. Cause I mean, I would assume that as you went along doing single issues, you'd be like building your audience and like building on the success of the last one. Cause that's what I've heard a lot of people's perspective with doing singles are. So you found it kind of different.
1: Uh, Well, this is where this current one kind of becomes a sticky wicket. Like we we've done well each time we've gotten more like backers than before and backers that we are we didn't know going in because you know the first one is always just like oh i know this guy this guy this guy this guy uh and with each one we've got more people who are like i have no idea who this person is but they oh. were backing us this this uh previous campaign but this one we're doing a 30 size issue instead of a 20 page uh and the ask is a lot higher and it's just i think it's just tougher to ask the people that have been following us too, uh, Donate more if they can, yeah, and I, I hate asking for more than like previous campaigns, but yeah, yeah, yeah no,
0: yeah. I see that. I mean it's hard, I mean, but it's just you know I mean, it's Kickstarter is one of those wonderful things that if you do it and you do it well, you can continue to do your books. and I mean, the fact that you've gotten to five is pretty impressive, you know yeah, uh, not a day goes by that I'm not thankful for
1: <laughs> like being in this position, yeah. Uh, but oftentimes, uh, my wife describes it as I love going around my ass to get to my elbow. Like that's how I function in life is I have to make things much more difficult, uh, to get the thing I want. Yeah. And that's kind of how this is going.
0: Well, then what, in what ways are you making this more difficult to get what you want? Like explain that one to me. Uh,
1: higher, higher ask for price. Uh, oh, this guy, uh, <laughs> higher ask for price and kind of hoping for way more backers than i've ever had before.
0: Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. So, what caused you to I mean, you just you did a bigger asking price because you had more pages and mm-hmm. you so why not just split the issue up into two and do 5 and 6? Uh, well, I'm asking to- a tough asking a tough question.
1: It's a tough here, question. Baby. There's no, no softballs.
0: It's- that's a and tough question.
1: I, I think it's because, as we previously discussed, uh, I'm, I'm dumb as a bag of dirt. <laughs>
2: and that hadn't occurred to me. I was like, why, why do 220 win 130? I mean, it that, that makes sense for, like, you're thinking from the consumer mindset and not the creator mindset. That's what's <laughs> happening. You're like, I, I would buy 130. I would do that. Right? 130
1: sounds great. Yeah, but 220s, 220, 220 220 too much.
0: (laughs) Now, do do you feel like you're not asking enough? Because I'm looking at your digital version, eight bucks. Um, So it's like some of this stuff, I feel, do you ever feel like Kevin and I have this argument all the time? We do. It's consistent and it's consistent. And I totally popped the shit out of that P when I said prices, (laughs) because that's how (laughs) emphatic I am about this prices of kickstarters like how much a book should cost where you should end up this is what it needs to be for a print version this is what it needs to be because you don't want to feel like you're gouging the audience so how do you but you also
2: don't want to undersell yourself
0: you can see what side of the argument we're on here by that so where do you land in there like how does how does your brain work
1: i i'm always very nervous about asking people for money uh and truth be told with all of our kickstarters i end up footing the bill for a lot of things after i've done paying for printing and uh making sure everyone on the team gets gets their their cut i end up paying more for for shipping or buying better boxes or something for for shipping the books in uh and i thought with this one maybe i try to not end up paying out
2: of my own pocket
0: wah, wah, right.
2: wah. <laughs> welcome to comics grant <laughs> This is comics. Are you ready for the harsh uh, realities of, oh, of what it means to write comics? It means it means when Jack Kirby said comics will break your heart, he was actually talking about your wallet. Comics, <laughs> comics will break your wallet. Easy. See, easy. but I,
0: I look at it too as like, you know what, man? Because we had to come out of pocket for some of the dust pirate stuff because we didn't calculate everything right. Mm-hmm. But if I end up with and Kevin ends up with an 88 page like beautifully illustrated like wonderfully written beautifully put together work that I paid that Kevin and I paid you know 1200 bucks each for yeah. we still got that book for 1200 bucks mm-hmm, as right. opposed to the amount that it would have been so I, I without mean, Kickstarter, yes. yeah, without Kickstarter. So like I don't mind. It's more like
2: fifteen of... grand. So yeah. like, thank you Kickstarter. You yeah, know? So oh yeah,
0: it's yeah. like I don't mind paying you know eleven hundred bucks if I can get the book, and I just kind of look at it like, oh well, my wife hates that shit because she's like, just fucking figure out what you're doing, you dummy. But
2: mm-hmm. it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, um, it's, the same, it's the same thing you're talking about. where, where we try we're we're trying to create value but not undersell ourselves and it's a weird hard line medium like where is one opposed to the other like where does the I line mean, for one start and the other one yeah. begin
0: yeah cuz i'll be honest i see some kickstarters and i go holy shit you want what for what yeah and it's just oh, like yeah. i can and and I, i'll back it out of the sense of i'm supporting this person and their project because I want to see it made. I want to see it put into fruition. But I am just like, whoa, dude! Like, what the expensive? fuck? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And then I have people who talk to me. Well, I I saw one really great perspective, and I don't want to say it changed my my thought about it, but it did kind of make me think. Like Arsenio Hall said, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> "Somebody, somebody, <laughs> somebody on social, somebody on social media, and nobody." over the age of like 28 got that joke they have no I was gonna
2: fucking say like words. all the year old no, guys in the
0: room are laughing yeah,
2: but that's our audience so we're good so um, like, the 28-year-olds don't listen like
0: pat shane's listening to this podcast, to this podcast but what the-,
2: well, who the who the fuck, fuck, fuck is our city hall
0: <laughs> what's our city hall um so,
2: is, is that said- like a hallway in a building is it an our <laughs> hall does it have audio on both sides
1: it should
0: so, somebody said If you can go to the grocery store and pay $7 for a birthday card, you can buy my comic for $30. And I was like, damn, son. Because birthday cards are expensive as fuck. Like, they got crazy
2: expensive after the pandemic. It's weird. Like,
0: nowhere.
2: it's like it's like it's like they see you coming because because it's like they have they have cards now that are like cardboard origami things that like pulled yeah. out. Still, and they're like 16 still, bucks for a card. And I'm like, still who still- the fuck buys this card right here? Because that looks like a haunted house for someone's Halloween thing. It's still would,
0: something that is going to go directly into the trash. Someone is yeah. going to open this and go, oh, that's nice. Right in the trash.
2: Yeah.
1: Thanks the, for the, the sentiment. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The time of enjoyment for any sort of card is roughly 15 seconds. Yeah. Like as long there. as it takes to pull it out, look <laughs> at it, check the check who signed it. Yeah. Shake the envelope for money and then throw it away.
0: So you still shake the envelope for money, even at 40 some odd years old, you still look oh, for the money? Absolutely. All right.
1: That's <laughs> what... What's life without optimism?
0: And it's, a, <laughs> and it's kind of a Pavlovian response at this point. Too, right? <laughs>
2: My daddy needs to buy some new Burger King. Let's get some cash going. <laughs> When's your birthday? See, this has something to do with it because Bob and I don't do that. But, this, but we were born <laughs> around the same time, so we have the same issue.
1: Okay. Um, uh, my birthday was last month, uh, September 27th. Okay, so that's why. If
2: you were born around Christmas, like Bob and I, you get that combination. You're used to that shit by by this age. You're like, oh, fuck. You're going to get me a fucking combo Christmas birthday present. And they it's fucking fine. suck.
0: <laughs> See, the weird part is I always want, like, if somebody says, well, what do you want birthday or Christmas? I want a birthday present. Christmas is fucking Christmas. Like, that's, I yeah. I don't, don't want to get cheated out of my birthday. I've mm. always valued birthday presents more than Christmas presents.
2: I always ask, okay, wait. So are you asking me for one big thing because you're gonna combine the two? Or are you just asking like, would I rather have a Christmas present or a birthday would present? And I matter? go, It it doesn't matter to me. What like you don't have to get me anything. I don't care. But then like he, if you're gonna do it and you're gonna go big, then I'm gonna ask big. So like like let's do that then.
1: I mean, don't you just stare at them and say, Well, I'd like a birthday present, but Santa's going to give me a Christmas present. So <laughs> what's the deal? I
2: I, I love there's no grant sin. grant's childlike <laughs> sensibilities oh, here because because he wrote a book called yule that was like had murder and murderous santa Clauses in it and stuff and then he's gonna turn around and and pull like sad eyes at us and no christmas and i'm like you you had a bloody christmas book friend that's nominated for ringo like you, oh, you can't do how that how do the stockings get filled. <laughs> <laughs> Krampus, <laughs> truth is revealed. <laughs> we still haven't talked about what your book is about. I'm Let's sorry. Well, I mean that's because it's for distracting 40. when we talk to to like people that are funny, and like Grant's very funny, so he wants to he wants to like showcase <laughs> that he's a like good human and has all those good sensibilities to why you should back his book. So with that segue, well, hang
0: on. The first the funny part is um, we had Mike Riley on, who's a really nice guy. We had Mike Riley on the first time and I accidentally deleted his episode and he was hat. Well, cause I, I thought I was going to quit my job and mm-hmm. I had, I had all my files on my work computer. So it's like, well, if I'm going to quit, I got to delete everything to have given my computer. Um, but that's neither here nor there, but I deleted it. Um, and he said, oh, it's fine because I didn't talk about anything I wanted to talk about anyway. Like he was, <laughs> like he was blaming us and I was, I felt kind of bad and then we had him on again and then we kind of hit it. But I mean, like these things happen. I mean, it's a
2: it's a it's podcast. a conversational podcast. We don't we're yeah. not sitting here with like interviewer Barbara Walter questions. Like we should maybe get some of those one day, but we're not fucking professionals. I mean, I am. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean maybe Speak for yourself, but maybe. Um.
0: So tell us, Grant. Yes. Forty five minutes into the interview, <laughs> what is uh, your book about? Uh
1: it is about a a a guy. See, this is the thing. I'm so uh, the There's a twist at the end of the first issue that, like, the whole series kind of uh, revolves around. And I'm always worried that I'm going to let it slip, like, what's going on with it, and then everything loses its mystique. But uh, a guy goes away from his family to go on quests and adventures with his buddies, uh, but something happens, and it's almost like revenge... Gets gets factored into it when like an old evil arises again, okay. and shit just happens to everyone in the the crew. Like you know, everyone has their own story.
0: All right, nice. It's so, so, so it's fun. So I do. So you, you, what you're saying is you don't want to tell us what your book is about.
2: But he wants yeah. you to buy the book for he seven dollars, like a Hallmark card. This, just, yeah. This, then,
0: this reminds me of Will. Not Arnett. throw it away. Do you remember when Will Arnett was on The Office? Do you remember this episode? Do you guys ever watch The Office? No. Oh, you never watched The Office?
1: I got maybe three or four seasons in, and I was like, I can't take a mockumentary style that much.
0: All right, I see. Okay. Anyway, so anyway, Will Arnett, there, Michael Scott leaves, and they're interviewing someone to take over his position. They are Ray Romano, Will Arnett, um, Jim Carrey, and then one of them is um, James Spader, who ends up getting the job. Spoilers: Robert Californians ends up getting the Okay. Job. But anyway, Will Arnett. During his interview, he's like, well, I've got a three-point plan to to increase our business. And he, somebody says, well, what is it? And he's like, well, I'm not going to tell you my plan. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna, why would I tell you my plan? And then you're going to just use the plan and not hire me. I feel like that's what you just did with your book. Like, you're like, I'm not going to tell you this about. You got to buy it first. Then after you buy it, then we can talk about it. But no, 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 no. I like, <laughs> tell you, you're not going to buy it. So you got to buy it.
1: Well, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's it's got some stuff in it that you, you
2: want to read. Some pictures. It's got pictures. The art is great. <laughs> what is, does it have? Words too? It's got some words yeah, in you're it. You're pushing it, Kevin. I okay, mean, that's a
0: selling point.
2: Words, I mean... pictures, selling point. Yeah. yeah,
1: sometimes they happen in sequence. And It's and really it's like... neat. Left <laughs> <laughs> <We're laughs> to
2: right, top to bottom. Um, is it is it like is it like Dungeons and Dragons?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, it's Dungeons and Dragons meets like your favorite HBO Max series.
0: That's cool. oh. I'm
2: down with that. That sounds fun. It's Dungeons and Dragons meets Hung? Yeah, because our <laughs> lead character just got a big old dick. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, that's a that's, that's, that's the twist. That needs twist to be again. your next cover. That the, now you have a cover just like you sh- just just a blurry <laughs> schlong like like Polito oh, style. Yeah. yeah, a big blurry schlong like on a half orc and like posing. Yeah, but, but
1: but Dropping then, underneath the the like He-Man fur diaper, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It, it's then like coming do, out, like oh then man, do a
0: dirty version of not safe for work one, and you'll be so fucking rich <laughs> <laughs> by people that are into orc dogs.
2: You, you, don't tell him that he won't have to come on our podcast anymore. If that's the case, like I will so have rich. made too much money. He'll be like, I'm, I'm I made too much money to come on Word Bros. That's so fine. fine. I my only, okay, re- gone. wouldn't be the last one. Uh, so <laughs> uh,
0: are you, uh, are you still doing your podcast grant? Uh,
1: still in a hiatus uh, just because this stuff is the, the side quest stuff was taking up a lot of my bandwidth. And I'm also working on a, a, a project with Minerva Fox. Uh, and that one's, I'm really excited for that one. It's actually been helping me get through the Kickstarter uh, campaign because when I get too stressed to look at phone or computer I just start <laughs> filling out the outline
0: I hear you that makes sense
1: then yeah uh, oh, that yeah. one's very I'm very thankful for that one because uh, we have Nicole Deandra uh, helping to edit that as well
2: oh that's awesome that's now awesome. now you have been nominated for a Ringo this year for, for you we already, we, we already covered all this stuff Oh, i know but i was i don't uh, mind talking about it again <laughs> okay we've got to bring it up one more time like okay. are you going to be in baltimore like well, that was uh, my question. trying talked, to we already talked about this uh, yeah i'll shut up you missed it just listen to <laughs> the you'll the just episode. edit it out and then i'll just no, i'm gonna leave idea. it there
0: i'm gonna leave it there no you're not gonna oh. look like an idiot you're just late that's all there's nothing What's idiotic about you? being late you're just late
2: you guys I'm, can fix I'm, it post right with this beard i'm fashionably late yeah Kevin was that,
0: casting spells,
2: uncanny beard. It's great. He looks like a wizard. I feel I, like a wizard most days. I
0: feel well, like that's the, well, that's the thing too. Like we've talked about this. What's your shtick? Like what's your low rent comic creator gimmick? Like we're all wrestlers. <laughs> like I wear I, I wear neckerchiefs. Kevin's got the beard. And what's yours? What do you have?
1: Uh, I I would curl up into the fetal position and cry if I could. Okay. At the drop <laughs> yeah. of a hat. All
0: right. Well, that's awesome. Oh, okay. That's a good gimmick. <laughs>
1: Because I went to my first con uh, earlier this year at TeCAf, and like I was super stoked, and uh, sharing a table with uh, was that the
0: one in, is that the one in Toronto?
1: Yeah, and oh, like
0: oh wow, yeah. how was that?
1: It was so much fun, and our table was right next to Fellhound, and oh, that's I love cool. yeah, she's amazing. And then I got to meet Stephanie Cook, who edits <laughs> uh, SideQuest, and like it was just all re- all around great experience. But then I realized that I'm just shit. When it comes to like trying to sell my stuff, would <laughs> be like, "Okay, Grant, your turn." I'd like, hey, "Do you like D D?"
2: Like, that was your up. pitch, just like that. Like that yeah, was just, it. Because uh, David, let's work on was, it. We're walking by your table right now, Grant. We're we're looking we're looking at your wares. Okay, so yeah. we're gonna do a role playing scenario for your role playing book. Bob Gee. and I are just consumers, or just, customers.
1: Hey, hey, guys, do you like D D?
2: I do.
1: No. You, you sh-
0: um <laughs> Well now you got two answers. What you gonna do?
1: Okay, uh guy with the beard, see. I need you to fuck right off. <laughs>
2: That's <a> great answer.
0: <laughs> I see if you say if you say that I'd buy your book, I'd be like, I'm in. Like I like where this is going. <laughs> he with how how my many friend, books you got? I'm you got in. any prints too? You got the yeah. prints? <laughs> yeah. Uh I would like buy to buy all of your things, please. <laughs> These books aren't about angels, are they? Angels falling from heaven? Because if so, I'm done. Oh
1: man! You know, speaking of angels, I got this pitch.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dude, I can, uh, I can see how you get distracted. You? <laughs> I, uh, I, I, how was
0: Toronto? Because yeah. I've always wanted to go there.
2: It was. It was great. the The
1: library we were in was beautiful, and then oh, is that a
0: library?
1: Yeah, it was. It's a, a free con for folks to go to. It's awesome because it's comics first. and i love cons like that and it was great and there's so many cool people there and it's the type of place where you kind of wish that they would call time out in the middle of it so you yourself could like (laughs) walk around and see anything
0: because you're in michigan right
1: uh in massachusetts just outside of boston now used to live in michigan
0: so you were in michigan at one point Mm. now did your wife's headmaster job bring (laughs) you to boston
1: yeah, once the owl showed up at our door, we we knew we had to <laughs> we had to go. The bells have tolled three times. It's time <laughs>
0: for us to leave this place.
1: Well, it was kind of goofy at the right when the pandemic hit. Uh, the school which she was working at was like, "We're going to just eliminate your position at this point." And like, we we're in campus housing. Uh, the pandemic was just going, and we're like, "Oh." okay this is troublesome (laughs) uh so she found a job uh at a different school in massachusetts uh which is actually john cena's alma mater
0: you can't see me son
1: yeah you you can't see me you that's where you yeah that's (laughs) that's that's it we all had to buy jorts it was real weird
0: I (laughs) I, i tell you what though that guy's pretty great
1: he okay have you ever noticed how he looks like Ernest on steroids? Yes,
0: he looks like <laughs> Ernest. Yes, thank you. Thank you. See, he looks like Jim Varney. I've always on steroids. I've always now I'll like, never
2: lose this Marva made like, John Cena drinking picture. Like it
0: looks it's, like it's, Jim Barney on steroids with really short arms because the things that he wears makes his arms look really short. They're sweatbands,
1: and now that he's got like actual hair, he looks it's like, even yes, more noticeable. Yes,
0: yes, thank you so much. Thank you you just validated me so so much great hey, i really glad it. i could
1: be here tonight uh thank you so much <laughs> jim Vardy. i love that <laughs> yeah we were at his school uh in northern massachusetts like near the new hampshire border and it was in the middle of nowhere and it sucked and for like a year we were just there was nothing going on then she applied to this job on a whim like as a, a hail mary like Boy, wouldn't it be cool. And then we got this job, and now we're right outside of Boston, and it's awesome. And I got to go to a Red Sox game, and that was awesome uh, because I don't know what it's like to root for a winning team anymore. So Well, the pretty- Red Sox
0: suck now, though, too. I mean, they're better than the Tigers. Well, that's not saying much, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my son's Little League team is better than the Tigers. Any port in a storm at this point. So. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We're really happy
1: to be here, and the comic scene here is amazing.
0: That's, well, that's good, man. I'm glad things are working out for you and your beautiful family. Your Kickstarter is live right now. It is Side, Side Quest, Quest Comic Number Five. Just go to Kickstarter, search Side Quest, and it'll pop on up. We'll put links up in the um, in the description for the episode that'll be out tomorrow on Friday. Uh Grant, we're hoping this thing works out for you. You are a, a solid A number one dude. We're big fans and we'll be rooting for you in Baltimore uh for the Ringos. Oh thanks guys. Yeah. Where can we find you on social media and all that shit?
1: Oh uh <laughs> I have a Facebook that I use solely like, to advertise to my family. Uh <laughs> Your mom's a big fan.
0: Yeah, Mom's like she huge blocked fan. him. She blocked him. was like, I can't oh. read this shit anymore. I'm tired uh, of your comics, uh, bullshit, Grant.
2: <laughs> keep you and everybody for money. You're you funny.
1: and everybody else, mom. <laughs> uh, but mostly just Twitter at Grant and stuff. Uh, and I don't have Instagram because that's a place where depression breeds.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, dude. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, okay. Okay. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com.